<laughs> it gets pretty loud in there. And, uh, you know, I've always felt it from the other side. Uh, but suiting up and putting on this jersey and feeling it on this side is a little different. Uh, they show a lot of love and, um, you know, it's a, it's a great place to play. The reviews are in. What's yours of Jordan Clarkson's debut? He felt the love from the Jazz crowd as he makes his debut in Jazz Purple against the Portland Trailblazers in a victory, 121 to 115. This is Round Ball Roundup. JP Chunga, UtahJazz.com, giving you the recap of what we saw and a little bit shorter because we already went through what we talked about with the transactions that happened earlier this week, last time out on the podcast, but we'll give you a little bit more and dig deeper into what we saw heading into this game because it was an interesting one. One on TNT, one before the national audience, one that brought out Shaquille O'Neal's Australian accent. Mate, Live how you do, mate? How do you Here do, we mate? Here we go again. Yeah. Shrimp on the barbie, mate. You had a great game, mate. Appreciate it. Cowboy said you've been looking good. It looks like you've been doing your correctives. Yes, I have. <laughs> Joe Ingles deserves it after the 26-point night, and the entire Jazz team does as well. 130 offensive rating, according to Cleaning the Glass. That would be the highest of the entire season. Donovan Mitchell also goes off for 35, three rebounds, seven assists on 12 of 18 shooting. Jordan Clarkson is the story, though, heading out of the game as he earns the praise and all of the confidence of being able to go out there and show what he can do. That's going to be the Jordan Clarkson experience. Four of 12, one of six from three. That's going to be the low end of the Jordan Clarkson experience because he is a microwave. He can develop points out of nowhere and get you a bench unit that is competent because that's what the Jazz were searching for. They needed something out of a second unit that lacked punch. Now they're turning the keys over to Clarkson, to Moutier, to George Niang. Niang's going to get more minutes as the time goes on because of what they did with Jeff Green waving him away. Niang gets 14 minutes. Clarkson 20 minutes after arriving that same day. He can do things off the dribble. And much like Emmanuel Moutier in being able to break down players, that's a huge asset for you. The step back that he had in the second quarter, he's going just on ability for one game. Now as he starts to learn the terminology, because that's going to be the biggest learning point for him, is understanding what the language is of Quinn Snyder's offense, then you'll see him grow into what he can become. There's a great story on utahjazz.com by Aaron Falk. He describes what the Jazz want out of him, and he spoke to Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay about it. Dennis highlighted four things that they want to see out of him, not only the scoring that we can all just see, but he's a low turnover player. For his career, Clarkson has averaged 2.2 turnovers Per 36 minutes. If you have a second unit that's going out there, keeping it even, having a scorer off the bench, and not giving up easy opportunities, these are all pluses for you. The other thing Lindsay pointed out, his shot distribution. We understand how Utah prioritizes threes and shots at the rim. Well, he's prioritized that in himself. Looking at those cleaning the glass numbers, shooting 29% of his shots at the rim, that's more than he did the last two seasons, 24% when he was at Cleveland in 1819 and 24% the year before when he was on a team that went to the finals. Short mid-range is at career lows. Just 19% of his shots come in that 
area. Long mid-range, 6%. That is the lowest of his entire career. 25% of his entire shots are mid-range shots, and that is the lowest of his entire career. Three-pointers are up at his highest. 46% of his total shots are coming from three-point land. The next highest was during that Cleveland run where he was shooting 35% of his shots. If he continues to do that and make the right decisions, have the right reads in the Quinn Snyder offense, he'll do fine. He will make it if that's the shot profile. That's the desire from the coaching staff. That's the desire from the front office. That's everybody in lockstep understanding what his role is, and Clarkson can provide it. Let's hear a little bit more from the reaction around him about his debut. You can tell he wants it. Like there's a hunger about him, um, and there's also I think he plays with a level of confidence um, that you know that we, we need. You know, I think that early on there was a late clock possession, where he was able to get a shot. So his ability to create, you know, both off the dribble and to create for other people. A couple times he passed the ball and it was a swing, swing, and someone else got the shot. So just as many swing, swing passes. You know, it's a lot of hockey assists um, going on. Uh, and then, you know, big plays by Donovan, uh, Joe, and uh, big fella, um, Rudy, man. He's, uh, those, are, those are special guys. Um, I'm definitely, uh, definitely some, you know, nice to be a part of. He's aggressive. You know, I, I, I loved it. You know, he, he's, he learned on the fly. He like, learned really fast, like I, like I said before, because, you know, for him to understand some of the reads and the plays we were running, for him to get it like that, that's impressive. You know, people don't understand that our system and what we run is, it took me a whole year and a half to figure it out. So um, I think for him, just being able to learn, he's going to keep finding his spots. And it also helps to have a guy late clock you can give it to and get into the paint and, and get a bucket. So he's really happy with the way he played, and he's going to keep it be a big part, piece for us. You know, he puts guys in a lot of good positions. You know, he runs a lot of screen and rolls, uh, lets guys get, get downhill. Um, they spread the floor awesome. So. I'm just going in there trying to learn um, what all he's putting in. It's uh, definitely going to be a challenge, but I'm ready to pick it up and uh, ready to jump right in. It's day one. Arrived that day, went through a physical, and then just gets inserted into the game. This is only comparable to what Carmelo did with the Trailblazers a couple weeks back where he arrives off of a plane and has to go through a shoot-around where they're starting to teach him the plays. He doesn't know exactly where he's going to be out there, and he's still finding ways to affect the game. That's going to lessen the burden on Donovan, and that's going to lessen the burden on Boyan Bogdanovich. That was the main reason why the Jazz got him. As you continue down to it, the fourth and final point that Dennis Lindsay made to Aaron Falk was the durability one. Clarkson's played 79, 82, 81, and 81 games in the last four seasons, respectively. The best ability is availability, and it can continue that way. Again, read the piece online, utahjazz.com. Aaron Falk spoke to Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay about the moves that the Jazz made. Ray John Tucker didn't get an opportunity to get into the ballgame against the Trailblazers. However, he did affect it. Did you see those pregame warm-ups? Check it out, Utah Jazz on Twitter. He did it, and that is the Herdline News. We saw the clip of those two going back at it as preps during their dunk school days. Now they're doing it as professionals, and they are still high-flying. Check it out, Utah Jazz on Twitter. Again, Donovan backpacks, takes the team over the top. 20-point lead erased in this fourth quarter. In 7.20 of game time, it was down to just one point. CJ McCollum was 
firing in the fourth quarter, 17 points. But Donovan answered time after time during the fourth. He puts in 12 during the final frame. Entire game, 35. Jazz shoot it well from three, 14 of 36 from deep. And overall, 56% from the field. That's how you withstand those big runs by Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. It was McCollum in the fourth who finally caught it. Dame did it as well in the second half as he hit four triples. Sometimes you have to withstand those blows when you're playing against a team like this. Rudy Gobert came up huge on that Carmelo Anthony play where he forces up the three-pointer. It goes air ball, and Utah claims the victory. Coming up for the Jazz, they've got the Clippers on Saturday, the team that everybody believes is a top-two team out west. You saw it in the Battle of L.A. as they beat the Lakers on Christmas Day, 111-106, withstanding the LeBron barrage. I understand they're undefeated against the Lakers this year. I still believe this to be the better matchup for the Jazz when it comes to playing each other. Royce O'Neal guarded Kawhi Leonard the first matchup that Kawhi played against this team. Utah's 1-1, one and one, Ofer when it comes to the games that Kawhi has played. But these matchups are are more transferable than playing a LeBron. You can't manufacture playing against the greatest player on the land. And when you have two of the best players in the entire sport on the floor at the same time, that can be overbearing. It's really strange. When you dig deep into the numbers of what Kawhi's doing this year, he's shooting career-low percentages in field goals. And then effective field goal percentage is also a career-low. And yet he's still being, and yet he's being super impactful. It just shows how they need to employ load management for him to have the sustainability over an entire year. Kawhi has brought this term to the forefront, but load management is a thing. And I understand why it has the reviews of ESPN's new camera. As a fan, you want to see the best players playing out there. And then on the organization side, you want to see that player be available in the postseason. It's a tough thing to navigate when it comes to 82 games and when it appears that your star might be a little injured, might be dealing with something throughout the entire year. He plays 60 games last season, and they win the championship. He's not playing back-to-backs. He takes an hour long after games just to go out for his post-game availability. He's that good where he needs this management of his body to get there to the level where it needs to be, where he's locking down LeBron. In those minutes that he was playing LeBron in the Battle of L.A., LeBron didn't score a shot, missed two of his baskets, according to The Athletic. And you can employ him in a variety of ways. Doc Rivers spoke after the Lakers game about how he wanted to make sure that LeBron stayed out of the post. So what did he do? Put Kawhi on him and he kept him out of the post. They have other great defenders when it comes to Pat Beverly, Paul George. So much depth that when you get into it, though, that's where you can start exploiting them, when the Terrence Manns of the worlds come out. Jermichael Green, a very good player, not Kawhi, not Paul George. There's a great story on the ringer, and the mental side of things, there needs to be buy-in from everyone in the entire organization, and that's what they're getting from Kawhi and that staff over there in L.A. This is the first time that we'll be able to see Paul George in these matchups. He wasn't out there 
for the first two. The aforementioned Jamichael Green will be out there to give them some extra punch off the bench as well. How far will the bench come? Second worst in the league for the Jazz when it was heading into that Thursday night tilt against Portland. We'll get better over the next coming days and weeks. Because you have opportunities Monday night against the Pistons, and then next week you've got the Bulls on the second, and after that the Magic. How will this bench respond to getting this little infusion? And will guys like George Niang step up? We'll give you more on the Pistons game coming up on Monday. You're listening to Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Make sure to let other people find out about the podcast. Let them know you're listening to it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you can find your podcast. Make sure to leave five stars. Give us a review. That does it for this edition. I'm JP Chunga, and until next time, bye for now.